common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Could an indictment be imminent against President Trump? Another one, this one coming from the special counsel, Jack Smith. Joining us now to talk about all of this is the former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Andy McCarthy. Andy, um, you know, I saw you earlier today on TV, and um, I just want to have you repeat this. This was really powerful, that basically you believe since the president's attorneys have been told he's a target of the investigation of uh, federal, and this is tied to classified documents and obstruction of justice, all that stuff, um, that you believe by being told he's a target, you almost see, certainly think that an indictment's coming. Yeah, Rita, that's generally what target means. There's uh, three buckets that we use in federal prosecution, target, subject, and witness. Uh, a witness is somebody who doesn't have any exposure, just has relevant information about the case, like the like the teller in the bank if the bank gets robbed. Right. A subject is somebody who the grand jury is examining their behavior, and they may or may not be charged. Of, you know, it, it could go one way or the other. Uh, when you tell someone the person is a target of the investigation, uh, that pretty much tells the person that the prosecutor is made up his mind that there's enough evidence to charge and there's an intention to do that. So you believe, uh, based on your experience, it's imminent? How do you read that? Yeah, I think it's imminent because uh, for a few reasons. Number one, there's been a lot of reporting, which I have no reason to think is inaccurate, that uh, Jack Smith, who is the special counsel, uh, is at the end of his investigation. Uh, The fact that that the Justice Department gave uh, former President Trump's lawyers a meeting so that they could try to talk the Justice Department and Smith out of uh, bringing an indictment uh, indicates that they're kind of at the end of the road. Uh, it looks like the lawyers then briefed former President Trump about the meeting they had at the Justice Department, uh, and he pretty uh, instantly went on his social media site and you know basically railed that he uh, you know can't believe that they're about to indict him. Uh, which sure suggests that at the meeting that was the message that was conveyed. So you know, Andy, a lot of indicators. I want to get your take on, on Judge Weinberg, what we talked about the other day, and you were talking about Dershowitz and some others. Basically, if they go after obstruction of justice, there has to be an underlying crime, and you feel... Well, uh, the, issue, well, the issue is if you don't have an underlying crime, you don't go after him for obstruction. That's what Alan Dershowitz said. Uh, yeah, I think Alan's Alan's wrong about that. You okay. don't. Uh, you do not need to have a crime to go uh, after procedural crime to, go, to protect some uh, to prosecute someone for obstruction of justice. And in point of fact, uh, there were several um, subjects of the Mueller investigation, I believe, who were. You know, there were no underlying crimes in the moment. But I was going to say there was not. We're like, uh, that was a joke. Okay. But let me, but let me yeah, raise it's, this. It's not a joke to the people who got convicted no kidding. Of, of process crimes. You know, yeah. no process crimes are process crimes. But let me raise this to you because you had a very interesting article. You're talking about Trump saying he's the victim of selective prosecution. And you point out correctly, the real analogy is to the Hillary Clinton situation. Yep. The problem is, and I wish you'd explain it to the listeners. Selective prosecution is not a, a legal defense. 
but it may lead to yeah. a jury nullification, which goes back to another article you had, which is why are they looking at a, a grand jury both in Florida and in D.C.? Would you explain that for us, please? Yeah, sure. So um, when you're arguing that you were selectively prosecuted, you could bring a motion uh, prior to trial arguing that, uh, you know, you should you were chose you were selectively prosecuted. You were singled out when other people who do the same thing haven't been prosecuted. Those motions legally almost always fail. But it's a good argument to make to prosecutors why they should exercise their discretion not to bring a case because they've set precedents that they would be violating by prosecuting you. The problem for President Trump is that it looks like they've already decided they're going to live with the fact that they gave Hillary Clinton a pass and they're going to charge him anyway. And if he ends up in a a jury trial, it's not a defense in a jury trial that somebody else who committed a crime similar to your crime wasn't prosecuted when you were a jury in uh, a case against President Trump will only be asked to weigh whether he committed the offenses that he's charged with, not not whether somebody else should have been charged with a similar uh, uh, crime. And then on the matter of the fact that he's got two different grand juries going, I, I, I've kind of changed my mind in the last 24 hours on the basis of um, some other reporting. I now think that um, Smith is moving the bulk of the case to Florida, even though they would like to litigate the case in Washington because the jury pool is – uh, much more Which leads to jury nullification. Would you explain that, please? Yeah, sure. Jury, null- jury nullification is a non-legal argument to a jury to try to persuade it that, in fairness, they should not convict. So the the issue for every jury is told that it's supposed to decide the case based solely on the facts that are presented in court and the instructions on the law that the court gives. And that if a person has been proven beyond a reasonable doubt to be guilty under the court's instructions as the evidence came out, they're supposed to convict. However, in our system, we permit a jury to acquit, uh, even in a case where they should convict. The court doesn't encourage it. uh, But if a jury hates the case. Uh, even if somebody is technically so guilty, could this be hey, Andrew McCarthy? We're almost out of time, but we got another minute left. Can this be a big charade? In other words, they tell the American people, "Oh, uh, we're indicting him." So eighty percent of the American people think, "Oh, he's being indicted. He must be guilty." So they already have accomplished their their goal to make people eighty percent of the American people feel he's guilty. Well, I don't I don't know, John. I mean, the uh, you know, (laughs) he was behind in some of the polls when when Alvin Bragg indicted him. And suddenly after that happened, he was ahead by 20 or 30 points. Right. So I think a lot of the people may think he's guilty, but a lot of a lot of people may think that his political opposition is trying to nullify him. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew McCarthy. And we're going to have you on again soon. And uh, I pray for justice in America. You know, that's uh, truth, justice in the American way. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen.